Welcome to The Privy. I am Courtney, and I am so excited about today's episode. I have a friend on. I'm going to let him introduce himself, actually, today. But before I let him do that, no, go, go. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give it away. Go. Gosh. Okay. Um, <laughs> my name is Phineas Ellis, and I am a relatively new-ish friend of Courtney's. Yeah. Maybe the last year or so. Yeah. yeah. And fast friends, and I'm excited to be here. I'm a big fan of the show, and just excited to excited to dig in. Really. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I work for myself. I do retail strategy for e-commerce companies. Ah. Basically, I help new startup companies um, open up retail stores and scale their business. Uh, yeah, I'm also here in New York, California a little bit, and more recently focusing on the Detroit market. But yeah, trying to grow my business. Been doing my own thing for about uh, just under two years now. And, Got it. You know. Yes, yeah. good things. And so you do a lot with branding and Yes. So which is why with today's topic, that was another element yes. that I wanted to I was like, oh, I feel like you would be yeah. a great kind of expert. Big background uh, a big part of my background is in brand marketing. Oh. So brand marketing leading into sort of experiential marketing leading into retail and now I focus on sort of blending those things into helping brands open up stores and do experiential stuff so yeah. and, I, and I knew that which is why yeah. that just as an extra layer to it yeah. um and a first for the preview podcast um Phineas is the first heterosexual male on as a guest wow it's pretty big for you <laughs> it's very big I actually <laughs> this should be a milestone I had no idea and when <laughs> oh, I yeah. walked in you told me that I'm I'm honored privileged honored humbled couldn't be more um, excited! It makes it adds a new layer for me. I'll be honest. As I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, I'm the first. I have to represent. You got to represent. I don't know what. I gotta, all yeah. of, all of the straighties. <laughs> you got to represent. Yeah. You know, when I have more, they're gonna compare you to them. That's so right. You got better bring That's your right. A game. You and if this goes well, you'll have more. If this bomb, if I bomb. Oh yeah. And you're, I'm just. Your your kind will never be yeah, allowed yeah, on course. here no, on no, this no, um, show ever again. But I know you will not because I know you really well. So, um, today's topic is toxic masculinity. Phineas, when you hear that, what, what is the first thing that comes to mind for you? Uh, the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I grew up in a predominantly white, uh, relatively affluent background um and went to a college that was the same more traditional i've spent i was a played team sports growing up Mm. almost year-round basketball soccer um my dad was my coach um toxic masculinity first of all it's 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 a new term that at least in the mainstream and so i'm not exactly sure how how i define it but there are so many examples of growing up where you see exam- you see um, men in groups especially uh, act in a way that nobody in the room actually thinks is is uh, okay, but it's just part of a cultural norm that's developed as sort of group think. And so I think that's what I think about when I think about toxic masculinity is how men act when they think that it's okay or encouraged. Um, culturally to act a certain way and um yeah yeah i think that's that's a good place to start for sure now um 
one of the things that kind of inspired this particular episode is the recent ad by Gillette, um, The Best Men Can Be. Um, and I'm going to play that for you now, and then we'll come back and kind of dissect that. Great. Bullying. The Me Too the movement against sexual harassment. Masculinity. Is this the best a man can get? Is it? We can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. Who's the daddy? What I actually think she's trying to say. Making the same old excuses. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. But something finally changed. Allegations regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment. And there will be no going back. Because we, we believe in the best in men. Men need to hold other men accountable. Smile, sweetie. Come on. To say the right thing. To act the right way. Not cool. Not cool. Some already are. In ways big and small. I am strong. But some is not enough. It's not how we treat each other, okay? Okay. Because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. All right. Sophenia, so you've seen the commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, or the ad, I should say. Um, what were your initial thoughts to the ad? Because... As of right now, it's gotten a lot of backlash online. I've read so many comments. Even on YouTube, if you go to, um, if you search it, and you look at the bottom where you see likes and dislikes, it has more, it has 1.2 dislikes as opposed to, I think, 79,000, I think, likes, which is pretty surprising to me. Um, I know people were talking about it, and it took me a couple of days before I actually looked at it. And I watched it once. And then preparing for this, I kept watching it over and over again. And it's hard for me to real like to even get why people are so offended. Most of um most men, but even some women, just very offended by it. Um, what were your initial thoughts when you saw that? Oh, that's good to hear. I'm glad that helps me that helps set me up. <laughs> no, really. It helps set yeah. me up to feel to to know that you because for me it was so obvious immediately why there would be a backlash. Mm. And so it was so obvious. It was it was not obvious to you, and it was it was brutally obvious to me. Okay, why? Wow. So oh. a couple things. Well, first, I'll I'll give you my first react. My first reaction to it, I watched it on YouTube uh, in the privacy of my own home, nobody around me. My first and honest reaction was an eye roll about the delivery mechanism. It's Gillette. It's an opportunistic ad. It's a little bit melodramatic. Um, and just sort of the the opportunistic nature of this ad made me it i agree with everything that is said in the ad if and celebrate it um but it's a razor company it's a it's a hired marketing agency that a ra- that somebody at the razor company hired and came up with this campaign and so the melodrama of it made me roll my eyes a little bit that being said 
I think that this is a really important message, a really important thing to to talk about, to figure out ways to integrate into our culture. I think ownership of your manhood and ownership of your actions is critical. And I think that's what this is saying. I think that it's a really easy target. Uh, a, a razor company stating something this profound, important, timely, controversial is such an easy target for the folks that need to actually hear the message. Mm. So I think we all need to hear the message, but the folks who are probably the loudest in their backlash are the folks that they're the same folks that said all lives matter. Right. Right. I'm glad you said that. The same, the same group of people. And all lives matter isn't in, in, isn't inherently wrong. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Black Lives Matter didn't wasn't saying that all lives don't matter. Absolutely, it was saying that Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. Now, this is the and, same and it was bringing thing. Bringing attention to one, an issue. One hundred percent. Exactly. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. The 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 what I don't love about the ad. Let me say what I love about I, what I love about the ad is I think that this is as on the nose as you can be for where we need to take mm-hmm. masculinity manhood responsibility but i do believe that the delivery mechanism can be too on the nose so so that it creates a ba- it it leaves yourself vulnerable to a massive amount of backlash and conversation about an ad and conversation about parts of the ad that aren't as relevant right mm-hmm. we're not saying the ad is not saying all men do this right the ad is not saying that however yeah. Because of the way it's presented and because of whom is presenting it, it just distracts from the core issue to some degree. Uh-huh. And now we spend all this time with people saying, you're demonizing all men <laughs> because of a few bad apples. Yeah. And that's obviously not what the ad is doing. Absolutely. But that's the argument now. That's now what we're arguing with. The the folks who are loudest, that's probably what they're shouting. Is that a fair argument when the ad itself says, we believe in the best to say the right thing, to act the right way? Some already are. Um, so that's not saying all men. Like, they actually stated, it. And I didn't catch that until actually I watched it again, like, this morning. And I'm like, they actually say it. Like, I don't. Maybe... The greatest comparison with the Black Lives Matter, that's the first thing that came to mind. Um, I ju- <laughs> it's not that deep, right? It's mm-hmm. not that deep. And as far as, like, to touch on a point about Gillette delivering the ad, like, I think it's very similar to the recent Cardi B. You know how she went on her, I know you're not that. Okay. I, have, so I don't. She- <laughs> I know who Cardi B is. So Cardi B, a I said weeks I ago. like it like that. I mean, I, I like Cardi B. <laughs> okay, keep going. Yeah, Cardi B went on Instagram um, a couple weeks ago um, and um, kind of mentioned the the government shutdown and like people are not like receiving money and blah blah blah. She got like a lot of like praise, some backlash. Some politicians even like were like there was a tweet saying like whether or not they wanted to retweet it or like you know it was like a big thing. And with that same example, Cardi B is not a politician. She's nowhere <laughs> close to a politician. She has the rights just like everyone else does. 
And I don't think that she got even as much backlash as Gillette. Like, I, I still don't. It's a good point. Yeah. It's you, a like, good point. No, it's a very good point. Like, yeah, Gillette. I mean. So. I, it, it, okay, so let me ask you this. What would have been a better company brand to actually deliver the message? I think, well, first of all, I think that corporate responsibility marketing is tricky yeah. no matter who's delivering it. Yeah. I think it's really tricky. And which is why so many of the brands that we know and love don't do it. Mm. Um, and it, I, I, what would be a better brand? You know, I don't know that there. I don't. I don't know that Gillette shouldn't have done the. Ad, mm. Shouldn't have made the ad. Mm. I think that. I think that to some degree, this is the world we live in, right? Like anybody who has. A platform that is this big and can distribute something that is this poignant across channels and reach all these people and goes on the sort of goes right at an issue as directly as they did is going to receive significant backlash because people are going to feel judged, misunderstood, Mm -hmm. marginalized. And one of the things that this country especially holds most dear is masculinity yeah. is the responsibility i saw uh, i was watching i was in youtube as well and i was watching i watched a counter ad some small business made this counter ad and it had all of these sort of bureau of labor statistics it had all of these statistics and all of these photos of these really sort of heroic looking men one was like you know 80 percent of deaths firefighting deaths are male you know 90% of imprisoned, whatever. All of these things that men do that are hyper-masculine mm. and all of the ways in which they've sacrificed themselves as men. Mm. The male responsibility, provide for your family, ownership, you know, being a father, being a being a friend, being a, a leader, all of these positive if seen in the right light things are wrapped up in masculinity and the one of the backlashes to the me too movement is a wave it's a it's a way it's a backlash think of it like a wave and the wave is created because of a few things that happen some some specific Mm -hmm. things right like Mm -hmm. sexual assault Mm -hmm. a, a culture around the oppression of of women and and sexual assault in the workplace and Hollywood. So the backlash is a wave that is also carrying in it a whole bunch of things. Mm. And they're not arguing against the core issue that created the wave. They're arguing against, look, I'm a good dad and I, I am in the armed services Mm. and men are the ones that are, you know, that's also masculinity. Mm. And so, the wave carries and this uh, this always happens right it was you know um this happened with black lives matter this this happens mm-hmm. with major moments sort of social moments and the the backlash is always based on things that are not necessary they're not always disagreeing with the actual issue yeah. at hand yeah. and i think that's what you're seeing yeah. is you're seeing people saying hold on a minute you're demonizing me and everybody I know, 
because do do you think that's kind of a accurate opinion? No, like I you know, I don't I don't yeah. think it's accurate. Yeah. I just think that that's what's happening. So yeah. my, my opinion about the ad is that it's really positive. Right. I think it's a really beautiful yeah. message. I really yeah. do, and I, I think you know, look, I do roll my eyes at the melodrama. Of it. I mean, it is it it it's <laughs> just dripping. Really. No, it really is. It's like, <laughs> and then there's the stereo. There's like the there's the token. Asian man, black, mm. all the people of, it's like no, people that. of, the, it's like that. a rainbow of people yeah, yeah, and we're all that. here and then there's, well, you know, listen, but listen, which is beautiful, if, which is what we should have but happened. But it would have been an issue if it would have been all white people or like 100%. all that. So, like, 100%. 100%. But you can't solve every problem in one ad. You can't. You can't. You know what I mean? And I don't think they were. They've tried. I, I mean, uh, this is at. Uh, I, I, no. I, I love the ad. I love the ad, I don't and think I think. Yeah, I think they were very thoughtful about it. It was. It was. It. It was. Th- it was thoughtful. It, it was, was thoughtful. thoughtful. No, like, I, like initially, I missed the part. So I actually, I stopped myself because I was like, wait, how does it relate to like my people, the LGBTQ community, like? I felt like the Me Too movement was at the big, at the forefront of it, and there were um, different scenes, like mainly like men objectifying women or putting women down. And it wasn't until I saw like the bullying, which was kind of like hit home um, for me, and I kind of saw like the correlation um, and like the boys will be boys, and going mm-hmm. back to like that sports and like the gay kid being the last one picked in sports. Not me per se, but like being able to connect with that that feeling. Absolutely. Um, so, like, to switch, not to switch gears completely, uh, I want to talk about, like, kind of segue into, like, your past experiences with, like, masculinity. You spoke earlier about you, like, grew up playing sports and, and things of that nature. Um, was that a, before we segue, was that offensive to you to see that in the ad? Do, w- did that sting at all, like? No, no. The yeah. ad didn't... Because they just touch no. on it. But yeah, there was good, a point... It's a I great think, question. Yeah, there was a point where they did show that. Oh, absolutely. The bullying. Um, so, so, yeah, it's a great question. Um, the ad didn't offend me at all. Yeah, okay. To, to be very clear. Okay. Um, so y'all don't go on his page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, to... <laughs> no. I mean, I would go on my page. I don't have a page, but get in there. Uh no, I the ad didn't offend me at all. I love the ad. Yeah. To be very very clear, I thought the ad was really an important was really imp- is really important. Right. Um and any and I probably should have said this at the top of the show, but any time somebody is speaking to how we can improve, how we can move forward mm-hmm. from me too and how we can be better as men and as humans. Um, especially, especially a message that considers what has happened. Mm. You know, it's been a crazy, how, I don't know, two years. Mm. Um, and I think any time somebody is speaking out f- uh, about responsibility and ownership and accountability on this subject, I think is welcome to me. Mm. The reason I say that it, uh, you roll your eyes a little bit is just the fact that it's a razor company uh, and just the, the structure of the ad itself. Yeah. And I, you, if you had shown me that ad in a dark room and not shown me any of the comments, I could have predicted this background. Really? 100%. Do you think that's because of your background or just as, as a human? I mean, of course, look, it's going to have some look, influence. Look, look, Donald Trump's the president. 
Yeah. Donald Trump is the president. Yeah. A, a little bit went but before he was elected. There is there is some level of turning a blind eye to what much mm-hmm. of this country yeah. is made up of yeah. and and not and and not in a bad not not that the people who vote for Trump are anything different or worse or better just that these opinions and the value sets of a lot of the people in this country um are very very different mm. than the ones that that many of the folks in New York and L.A. have in San Francisco. And so I guess for me, that ad is talking directly about masculinity, and it's saying that toxic masculinity is a real problem. Yeah. Now, toxic masculinity is a problem, but what everybody, what a lot of people will hear is masculinity yeah. is a problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and that's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 They're not, yeah. that's not a, dis- and it's an easy yeah. way, it's an easy thing to react to. It's just right. so easy to react yeah. to that if you're somebody that, We'll react to that. Yeah, easy if you allow it to be easy, you know? Like, I, yes, I, I agree. I, I still like. We can't hold the people, we, we can't hold people to an, to an unrealistic, or hold on, let, let me rephrase. Holding people to our standard yeah. of synthesizing yeah. a piece of content yeah. and That's reacting true. to it is unrealistic. Yeah. And so, Assuming that because a politician says something horrible mm-hmm. that they won't vote for him right. is not an assumption that we should make. Right. And this ad is really positive. And I think yeah. ultimately, if everybody was doing ads like this, I think ultimately it will move the needle. Really? I think it will have a positive impact. Yeah. But I don't think it will have as positive an impact if it were structured slightly differently. Yeah. And I think that it does a little bit put the it does a little bit highlight the us versus them. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not positive, yeah. in my opinion. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't. I I would love to hear your opinion on this. And I've been talking for a while. I really would. No, you no. know, I, you asked about a story. So in so going back to like, go the ahead. sports. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I, in co- so I went to a. Small liberal arts college, mm-hmm. very preppy. Mm-hmm. Most of the, you know, m- most of the community were Connecticut prep school. You know, Baltimore, DC. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it was. It's the kind of school where you walk through the cafeteria, and the football team is in the same tables, and then the lacrosse team is there, and then the you know, the, the 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 this fraternity is over there. Mm-hmm. The you know the cultural house is there. The span, you know, very, very sort of, um, almost like a like a little representation of a segmented community. Yeah, yeah. And so, my senior year, um, there was a sit-in in the main hall in protest to there was some there was some sexual violence on campus and and the the uh, I believe the group is called the Feminist Collective mm-hmm. um, organized a sit-in and in protest to the way that the school handled the issue and the way that the bylaws of the school were written. I participated in the sit-in for a few days, and it was serious. It got some national news. It was a big yeah. deal, big moment for a little school. Um, there, and ultimately, 
new new bylaws were were drafted. Right. So that was positive. However, in the early stages of that sit-in, the the sort of leadership of the feminist collective, some friends of mine, um, were so aggressively outspoken mm. in demonizing everybody involved, mm. um, in in a, a in a sort of a a very verbally mm. dominant, loud, poignant way. That of course it fell on deaf ears and yeah. create and not only fell on deaf ears but created a backlash. Right, and it didn't feel as positive to me. So mm. my question for you is: Uh oh, uh oh. Do you think that <laughs> social change requires an? I'm gonna. I'll, I'll catch some flack for this, but an overreaction. Uh, on a, a, a backlash that is larger than potentially perceived as larger than the issue in order to move forward socially, or do you think that finding common ground and moving slowly and having a conversation where we understand each other, you know? Um, I have a couple of ways to answer that. So the first one, I, I'm thinking, I'm trying to, I just posted something on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago about this. So my sister used to tell me, um, people, you are made uncomfortable in order for you to move, right? And that, that sticks in my head a lot. And I think there is that level of being aggressive to get the attention. I do think too often between friendships, between coworkers, between people you respect, I think you need to be a little bit softer with your approach. Like, for instance, I'm not, I may not have the same conversation or the same way with you as I do with a stranger, a guy who I just met, who I don't know that well, who I haven't gotten to to know and like get the get to know who they are. I may be a little bit more abrupt with that. I personally don't see. I can see where it can be divisive between the two, but I think it is absolutely needed. I think if we worry too much about, oh, we don't want to offend or blah, 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 I think it just falls on deaf ears. Like, kind of to a point that you were saying earlier. Like, yeah, people, yeah. I feel like you have to be, un- like, you just got to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm so, I think my biggest frustration with this ad and so many things, the Black Lives Matter, that was like a huge thing. And um, I had a a conversation with a friend. Um, Black Lives Matter did not mean that all lives didn't matter. All Mm -hmm. it did was bring attention to emphasize that, yeah, we need to pay closer attention. So I think going back to your question, yeah, I think you need to be pretty aggressive. And yeah. I think that you got to find the approach. I think certain people can do it, certain people can't. Yeah. This, like, for instance, this podcast, for instance, I am not a person to be, like, aggressive. That's just not me in mm-hmm. any nature. Mm-hmm. I'll get at you if I need to, if sure. I feel like I haven't been completely violated. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Um, I'll get at you, but it, to to kind of your point, like, it's not always necessary for you to go in. And I think you kind of got to gauge it. But I do think I'm so mad I cannot find this damn thing I posted because it's so like, oh, God, it's just yeah, it makes I, me so upset. But, yes, I think you need to be aggressive. Yeah. I, I don't think yeah. that the accusers or whomever you're like a cis white male. I know um, I was talking to a, a friend recently and and 
he said he feels like the the white male is the enemy in, in this day and age. Do you feel that way by the way? I don't. Okay. So I mean that to me it's just it baffles me, yeah, right? I don't at all. Um I think of anything you should use the opportunity to be to bridge the gap, you yeah. know? Like you have the the direct connection to someone who was offended by the Jilla ad, and I think it's your responsibility to inform them on, like, okay, they didn't mean this and Agreed. this, and use those examples. Agreed. There are people, like, there are people that I love dearly that believe things politically and socially mm-hmm. that are 100% yeah. counter to what I believe mm-hmm. in moments. People I love, and and, and and there are multiple, and I don't believe that those people are inherently wrong. This mm-hmm. is a, a big challenge. Is I think today is that we think that if somebody believes something that we categorically disagree with, mm. that they are inherently wrong and we are inherently right. Yeah, I don't believe that to be yeah. true. I don't think that if you voted for Trump, you were wrong. Right. Like I just don't. Like I, I, I don't. I I, I don't believe. I I mean I, you. Right and wrong is a tricky thing to apply no, absolutely, to like, to, to political opinions, to social opinions, in a, in a vacuum. Right oh, now, only because only because the perspective. So the reason why somebody does a thing is informed by their entire life's perspective and mm-hmm, experience, mm-hmm. and without knowing what that is, jumping. Right away to right versus wrong, I think is tricky. Yeah, I'll say that. Absolutely, I'll say that. Uh, and I think it doesn't help to jump immediately to wrong with a lot I, of things. Look at I. I agree. I mean, and that comes even in personal, personal like disagreements. Like, oh, absolutely. You, you have to see where the other person is coming from. I will say this though. <laughs> when really, I have to respond to that. Yeah, please. <laughs> um. While I don't think it's wrong for me, it's the eye opener because it shows your priority in what you deem as important. Like I know some people may have voted for Trump on his economic stance. One hundred percent. But to me, that is such a sad place we live in. If you think that that is more important than humanity, <laughs> I mean, for him to be blatantly, so my ca- on, for him to be blatantly racist, right? And I say that with like proof, like things he said. Absolutely. For you to be blatantly sexist, for you not to care about the LGBTQ community, for you not to care about just anyone around you who does not subscribe to that that is Trump, and not just him, just anyone in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it, while I'm not going to say you're wrong. It is disappointing. Sure. And it's a wrong way to think. Sure. And it does sadden me. I mean, that that has the whole election has like made so it does awaken you and, and make you realize like, oh. So even my friendship with you, <laughs> I gotta wonder, like it, it makes you question all these things, like, oh. Yes. If 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 that was so important to you, does that mean that I'm less important? And that may be fair, unfair, I don't care. But um the the feeling are there. And so that's hard for me to... Yeah, no, look, I, I, what you just said, I think, is my point. Yeah. Is that we have to ask those... Que- you have to ask those questions. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't think that... I don't think that if you vote 
for Trump because of his economic policy, it necessarily means that you actively do not care for the rights of a specific group. Okay. <laughs> he put up the finger, y'all. He put up the finger. It <laughs> it just means it it does result in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's not an active choice to marginalize a group. It is a passive result <laughs> on some people. On oh, on some people. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking people. and I'm yeah. uh, believe me, I'm not exceptions to every rule. Yeah, yeah. And I'm way I could easily demonize that and yeah, yeah, yeah. take a totally different perspective. Yeah. I just think it's a little this is a little bit more interesting. Um I think it just means that they care about his economic policy. That's the first thing. You know, it's like I think people vote for things for a slew of different reasons mm, yeah. and it's based on their life experience. Yeah. And and people if you know and and I, and I just think that that's an important thing to bring up while we also listen to the really loud stuff that happens every day on right. MSNBC versus Fox News. And right. you know, there's plenty of loud voices out there. Right. I think there's some nuance within you know, within these sort of polarizing conversations that I think is important to bring up. But I don't disagree with you at all. I think I think that's I think that is clear. But I I just think that the nuance of reasons why people are motivated to vote for a certain person or reasons why people do a certain thing are more nuanced than we tip when we oftentimes give them credit for. Yeah. Because and and the big wake up call was the election. Yeah. Question. Okay, so let's switch gears a bit. Okay, first of all, I did find that that thing in relation to um, your question. Yeah. Um, it um, was a quote, you can't make someone woke, and you know that's the same woke, but you can make them uncomfortable being asleep. I read that. I think you, I think I read I it when you posted it. Yeah, yeah, I, posted I loved it. it. And so for me, going back to your initial question about yeah. the, being an aggressive, you have to do something. It's to a great sh- answer. To shake the table a bit, to like make people listen. I think... Being concerned with how, I don't want to say opposer, how a group of people will take whatever. Like for for Gillette, going back to that, for them to think, oh, this may not be a good idea. This may, that's the exact reason why you should do it. Agreed. Yeah, I, I think I agree with yeah. that. But but I do get what you're saying. Even when I, I, I know when I first started, being a little bit more passionate about LGBTQ rights and like how the world views us and like how we exist in society around the and just our presence around the world you do go through a phase where you're just kind of angry mm-hmm. and you're like really upset yeah and i know in anything that's could be off-putting to me like i never want to be arguing with somebody where they just cut deep like they just go and cut you like off the gate like they go so harsh to like be offensive um but I do think it's needed to kind of push. The, I do think that level of aggressiveness is needed to push the needle yeah, and get and, results quicker. And that perspective that you have is one that I I, I have not experienced. Mm. So, you know, I need to make sure that I'm, you know, my perspective is, like, I, I don't have that anger. Yeah. That, that's my privilege. Like, yeah. I haven't lived that experience. Yeah. And so I, you know, that's a really important thing yeah. to, to recognize is that, I haven't had to go through that transition right. of I was angry and now I'm real, you know, I've evolved it in this way and I'm, yeah. here's where I am today. You know, for me, like, because I haven't had that lived experience, I'm a straight white male yeah. from Vermont. Yeah. 
Yeah. Vermont. You know. Oh God, relax. You wrap it. Question. Someone's got so, it. So, and you made me think of something. So recently, I had a friend. So, of course, you don't know that you. I don't know if you do know this. So there's this um, docu series called Gaycation. Have you ever heard of it? I have Ellen not. Page is the host. It's on Viceland. I have not. Um, and I love her though. Love her. She's amazing. She's the host. Amazing. It talks about, and I actually did an episode on this on places. I have a friend who is gay, who is a travel writer. So he goes to all these different places. For me recently, I get so burned up when I see friends in places that they don't respect gay people. Like, for instance, Jamaica is really bad. Like, there's no public gay um, club or... Really? At all. Like, you would get killed. It, It is really... And I won't go into detail... But, like, even that, like, I'll see somebody in Jamaica that I know, and it'll just burn me up. I'm like, how can you be so ignorant? Like, so to your point, like, I get it. It's not their perspective, but it does anger you. So my question to you as it relates to that, do I say, do I comment on on the post if there's if they are unknown? If you're annoying, like, do you want to know? About, you know, Like, how do you approach that? Because I don't want to be the angry person. I don't want to be that person, but you have to. It's my responsibility to educate people and make people realize, like, okay, you should not be supporting an economy or supporting a place that will kill me for just being gay. I Like, I, I just refuse to support it. Like, I no, absolutely not. Like, no. Treat your people better. Um, do better. I agree. But, like, what do you, what advice do you give to, to that? Sure. Um, re- as it relates to like being aggressive, because like yeah. I thought about, I had to like stop. I had to start typing something get, on get... the comment, <laughs> and I said I can't yeah. do this to this girl. She's just out there having a good time, but she needs to hear it. I mean, another. So another... she is a gay woman in no, Jamaica. No, no, oh, no. She's a straight woman. She's a straight. Oh, and she's white lady out there living her best life with her friends, and a friend of mine. But like, it does. She's like, damn. Like, that just, it angers me so much. I can't even explain it. Um, I think. And, and I mean, I, I, it goes back to that thing. Like, how do you approach that? That's a really hard, hard thing. I would have her on the show. <laughs> and pull her up on it. Say, well, listen, you posted this I would story. talk to her about it. I, um, I, look, I, I have no idea how to answer that question. Yeah. If if that is what you feel compelled to do, if that's the way that you want to com- to to address that issue, you should. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. I, I support it. You should do it. I, she need it. If you feel it's something, there is a public nature to it. Mm. And that's, do I think that will be, it will definitely shock her. Yeah. It will, yeah. it will be seen and heard. Yeah. And then you're the person that said that. Yeah. And that's, those are two realities that I, I can't really, I don't have an, I think you should do it. If it if you feel compelled to do it, I I don't have much more than that because yeah it's a hard one yeah it's a hard yeah. one it's like where where do you my you know my brother once used this uh, he uses this term do you want to die on this hill you know is this the battle you want to fight mm-hmm. in this forum at this moment mm-hmm. is this when you want to do it right because you only have so many things like like he was telling me this is amazing he's a high school basketball coach and uh-huh. there was this there was this moment where he anyway I, I won't go into it but basically the moment where you realize that if you fight this battle 
the end of this fight could end up in some place that is just a whole right. sort of shit show. Yeah. And so do you is that where you want to do it? Yeah. If it's your right to, yeah. to, to hold ground and, and fight this fight right now, but you could die on this hill. <laughs> Because it's public and because right. you could get a huge backlash right. and what have right. you. Right. And I don't think the stakes are that high on in this particular oh, yeah, yeah, example, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an example of picking – I think to to close out a point that I was making before too is I think at times uh, – you know, I, you, you made the point of um, having your anger and, and, and that being a place that you've evolved from to where you are today – you know, and that, and I said that that's not my perspective. You know, I think one of my perspectives is I think at times with social conversation and social movements, we can lack strategy on both sides with how we communicate. Mm. Strategically, the mechanisms through which one side is trying to affect change are designed in such a way that they're own, that they're meant to truly disrupt mm. and truly offend and at times go to a place where you're eliciting a, a certain reaction yeah. and that's not necessarily a bad thing i just think there is also a strategic conversation see i don't think you can apply a strategy to something that's so emotional yeah I think or maybe you can i don't know, I, I don't know like, the answer i always like push back on when, when people say it like that because like it kind of goes back to being passive, yes, and like not. Uh, I don't know that that baffles. That's hard for this me. This podcast is strategic. This is a this is a oh, this okay. is a this podcast is a wonderful way oh. to spread new ideas to people that wouldn't typically consider them. There are places that people spend their time podcasting, Instagram, Facebook. Um, where if you struck, if you are present on those platforms with a message that is is not really, really difficult to hear and relatively and 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 cutting, it will be heard. And this podcast is a great example of that. You probably have listeners that don't agree with everything that you say. Hope I hope you do. Yeah. And. You're not on this podcast. I've listened to it. You're not on this podcast demonizing people. Yeah. You're not aggressively demonizing people, and and I think that that's a really good example. I think we need both. Is yeah. my point. We yeah. really need we need the loud, mm. more aggressive approach to move the needle forward. That's not my approach either. And that and but I I understand how much we need that. But I think we also need sort of multimedia and we need different people to have conversations like the one we're having now that allow us to get to places where we can communicate with the people that need to hear it the most got it love that okay so one more thing before we go because we're almost out of time i want to talk about um and we won't be able to like dig deep but i sent you an article on gay men masculinity and straight friendships right um, and there were just a couple of points that I wanted to address. So the article was um, written in May uh, 2018, so a little over a year ago. Um, and it talks a little bit about something that you mentioned earlier. Um, and I'll just read a, a small little um, part of it. Society has done an 
exacting job of positioning traditional masculinity and homosexuality at conflicting odds, polarized into separate corners. You kind of touched on that earlier. Do you agree with that statement? And then to go further, do you think it's challenging for a straight male and a gay man to have a genuine, deep friendship? I gave you, that was a lot. That was a heavy thing to, to close on. Um, I, I, I'll i say that like I've seen over time, it has definitely been more progressive. I have a, a quite a few straight male friends now. Um, mostly, I actually was thinking about this today, I have mostly straight male friends that are either from the UK or Australia. So I don't have many American. And I, I wonder if there's something to that. Just a sense of, I find that men... I find that those particular men are a little bit more relaxed on masculinity, if you will. Um, it's a very, it's a there's a very specific American yeah, masculinity exactly. that's at play. Abs- first of all, to answer the first question, absolutely, I think that traditional masculinity and homosexuality culturally are, just, are at odds. Yeah, there's okay. no doubt about it. Yeah, um, the the pieces you sent were both really really interesting, and and I thought. I think that it is challenging. I think it's challenging. I think you are... We are a manifestation of our cultural Mm. surroundings in many ways, whether we want to admit it or not. Mm -hmm. And so to do anything that is counter to the cultural norm Mm. is going to be more challenging. I think, you know, I have probably three close male gay friends of which you are one I was about to say I wasn't going to ask I was like come I on now I was about to flip come this on table over you don't want to number put my- one <laughs> number one uh and I it's it's look in all in all honesty it's not difficult for me and yeah. you at all yeah I feel no none I- of that but the first night we met God it was a great night we were at our our mutual friends. That was not the house. first night we met. Oh, you're right. Not first. That yeah. was the first time we became friends. Yes. The yes. first night we met was at the event, that yeah, event, yeah, yeah. and then the 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 yeah. night we first spent time together, yeah. we walked home together from our friend's yeah. house, which is on like 35th Street, and we walked uh, all uptown, the way downtown to like Broadway. I know. Oh, uh, down Goodness Broadway to like a house below that. 14th Street. Oh my Court. god. Um. So we we and that was such a that was the beginning of our friendship, and we just had this long. Just absurd, long, dynamic conversation, and we just like went all these places, and it was amazing. And then we were friends. And look, that was a unique conversation. I'm not naive to the fact that those conversations are not typical. And so I think, but that you know, I was I was raised by wonderful parents that encouraged being open and pursuing new ideas, and were incredibly progressive. And so for me, it's 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 natural for me to to become friends with whoever I should become friends with. I even feel weird even saying that. To me, it's a non-thing in my head, honestly. Um, You can definitely tell because I think one of the things that the article pointed out is that both parties have to be with... They have to kind of be okay with realizing... I'm, I'm like paraphrasing and putting it into my, kind of more so into my perspective. I think one thing about our friendship specifically is that 
there's nothing really off limits. Like, I'm just like any other person. So we'll talk about anything. Mm-hmm. And I think most of the time when it comes to masculinity and, like, comparing that, there are certain things that are off limits that you don't nor- – that you're not supposed to have a conversation with with other straight men or other super masculine men or what have you. And I think that's one thing that works so well because you are so, like, vulnerable and, like, intrigued and, like, respectful – and there's nothing really off limits. Like, I feel yeah. like I could call you and ask you anything about Absolutely. anything of perspective. Like, Absolutely. Whatever. So I think that what makes it work. And I think that's what really would drive the needle, even with anyone just being okay to, like, go anywhere. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I totally agree. Do you think... I mean, within reason, though. Is your, do you <laughs> think, in your experience, um, as the gay man in this... Or in, in, in your relationship with straight men... Mm. Do you think that certain straight men feel more comfortable almost to a not it's almost to an inappropriate level to open up with not an inappropriate level necessarily, but almost yeah. feel more comfortable with you because you're a gay man than they would absolutely. in a relationship with a woman or a straight man or Absolutely. Absolutely. Not even that. It's it's so funny to There's me. There's a lot going on there. We can unpack yeah, that. Yeah, we gotta unpack sure. that in another episode. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't yeah, it is. And I think it's um it's so funny because it's a thought that I think a lot of straight guys like the attention of gay men. I think it is like almost like a it's a it's safe a, space to talk about some of the things yeah, that Yeah. Yeah. I also find that and I thought this was the question you were going to ask. I also find it's funny being around straight males and then meeting their friends. It's it's so interesting how their friends that I probably would never come in contact with, never have a conversation with, I probably would be turned off to it, they would be turned off to it. They are so much more open to it because they've seen their friend who is friends with me and they see the dynamic and they're like, oh, this is cool. Oh, I should, oh, I can do this. Social validation. Just, uh, yeah. So Unbelievably which powerful. Which goes back to like... Yep. It's unbelievably back, powerful. Yeah, which is so interesting to me. I see you do it. I respect you. Therefore, yeah. I feel comfortable yeah, doing it. Yeah, so now I can do it. One hundred percent. It is hugely yeah. powerful. Yeah. And I think, which is why, which is yeah, which is just why platforms like this are important. Yeah. Well, that is a good point. I we have to go. We're out of time. We do it again. Of course we can. Please. I think you proved yourself. Thank you. Good. I hope so. Tell people where they can find you at if you want to. Uh, my no, just do it. <laughs> love <laughs> Not it. if you want to. <laughs> my Instagram handle is Ooh. Phineas W-E. That's P-H-I-N-E-A-S-W-E. And that's really it. Just Instagram. That's where you'll get all, all the all the, the wonderful dynamic content that I put out. Oh, my God. And he, yeah. he posts the most ambiguous, like... Look, mysterious... Expect, ex- exciting things to come. You see, like, an eye. You see your own... Saint, like, it's... Hey, you know what? I'm artistic and creative, and I express myself, and and that's what I use Instagram for. But exciting things to come. I hope to follow in Courtney's steps and have a little podcast for myself. So, oh, so stay tuned for that. Yes. But thank you so much for having me. This is a, thank you for being I love here. the platform. I'm going to post about it, and 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 thank you for doing it. I'm so excited. And then you guys can tell me what you think about Phineas being on the um, podcast. Um, I am on Instagram at theprivypodcast.com. Slide into my DM. I welcome that. And that's it. Until next time.